This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. March 15th, 2014, broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in sunny Tampa, Florida, the last working cigar factory in America, folks. And this week, it's the Diamond Crown Experience with Eric Newman, Bobby Newman, and the whole cigar family. With us, Glenn Baker, Jim Ferrara, the winners of the Diamond Crown Experience. Diamond oh, Clown is actually suitable for those teams. Yes, yeah. You could say Diamond Clown. <laughs> uh, old Fart Freddy will be joining in with us. Uh, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will get debonair and lots more. Welcome, everybody to a very special edition of the Cigar Authority from the Cigar City in Tampa, Florida. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location and this week from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum in Tampa, Florida. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You can tune in right now at thecigarauthority.com, but you know that because you're tuning in, Rudy. And you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you literally can set it and forget it. And uh, with us is Eric Newman. Eric, thank you so much for, it's a perfect name for it, the Diamond Crowned Experience. That's what we're doing here. First of all, Dave, welcome to our home. Oh, my goodness. I'll this say. is 119th year in business since our grandfather. You look great. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> you look great for 119. Well, it looks, looks can be deceiving sometimes, <laughs> especially in this industry. Yeah. This first time we ever had a talk show like this originate from our factory. We are honored that you were, we're the honored first. honored to be there. My oh. goodness. My and goodness. You're, you're always welcome. Thank so you. So the, the folks that are watching on the video stream, this is a radio broadcast, but we have a video stream also, and you can find it if you listen to the, the uh, radio broadcast. You ever want to go on to the thecigarauthority.com. All the old videos are there, but this is the one you want to see because it's normally not our backdrop. We're not inside a humidor. We're not at a cigar festival, but we're actually at a working cigar factory. And nobody's here right now because we're actually broadcasting from a Sunday. So oh, I thought the, we were going to just lie and say we kicked everybody out just for the show. No, we but gave them the normally day it would be very loud inside here, and people would be actually making cigars, right? Where Coming was, tomorrow, they were... we're uh we make we make sixty thousand sixty thousand cigars a day, but walking back in our factory, it's like walking back in history. I'll say in our factory, this building was built in in nineteen ten. Tampa one time had over one hundred and fifty working cigar factories. We're it. We're the only one left. We are alive and well, and kicking. And I yes. and this is uh, we're making cigars the same way our grandfather made eighty years ago. These machines you. May be able to see behind me. Yeah. Made by AMF, American Machine and Foundry. They're from the 1930s. Each machine has 10,000 moving parts. Wow. More difficult to work on one of these machines than to work on a helicopter, is what I hear. Well, I've never worked on helicopters, so I'll t- take take your. I word. have, and I'm telling you, I look at this. But they the last. I'll here. tell you, they're built to last. <laughs> they don't make anything like this anymore. No, these machines are geared to make 11 cigars a minute. 
and it's really from making one cigar from the filler, rolling into the binder, and the wrapper is added to it. And now you come with one of the oh. cigars you have at your right. Right your in tobacco. front of my uh, in front here is a these are clippings, Dominican Republic clippings from. This so, this is actually our filler. This yeah. our our short filler comes from the Fuente factory. When you make a cigar, roll a cigar by hand or machine, you always have the edge of the leaf that's left over. We'll take that tobacco. We get it from the Fuentes. We they dry it for us. They cut it, and this is the heart of our filler. In fact, this filler we see right here, Dave, in the morning, it'll be gone. It won't be gone. It will be gone like this. It'll be in a cigar that some cigar smokers around the country will be enjoying. So this will be gone. This is the heart of our product. And, and this is from all different cigars that they, they make. They could make. This could be from Opus X. This could be from a Don Carlos. This could be a Diamond Crown one right here. I would imagine this one is. Absolutely. But yeah. you know, all, all mixed in. <laughs> oh, I see a curly head right there. <laughs> I <don't> see one. <laughs> These are great flavors. We have uh, four cigars that we make our cigars from. From the Fuente makes our Diamond Crown cigars. Sure. Down to uh, in the Nicaragua, we have a factory that makes Brickhouse and Perla del Mar Forest in El Baton. We have our own factory that makes our quorum value bundles. And then we have our cigars here that we make. And well, we're going to go through the whole process of, of what they make here, and we're going to smoke the cigars that, uh, that we have here. This is the Diamond Crown experience. We had... Uh, Two lucky folks uh, win the Diamond Crown experience. We're going to bring them on in the next hour and see how they like it so far. But certainly has been an experience so far. And to see a working factory and, and, and that they make cigars. But these cigars that we have right here are the cigars that come from the factory. What, what exactly is this called? That's a number nine. Not number 99. Number 99. Nine. Chuck. Thank you. Number nine factory throw up. Terrible name, by the way. There are. <laughs> Terrible name. It is. These are. Because it's a good cigar. Throw, the last thing I would do is throw this away. But I'm going to smoke it. This is the same tobacco, the same as the Ecuador Havana seed wrapper. Yeah. It comes from the Oliva family. It's the, uh, the th- third grade, which means it's. Uh, Made probably, it through the first and second grade? There we go. Yeah. It's, it's studied <laughs> hard. You write your own material. There it is. You're, you're the expert here. Okay, you get the winner. Anyway, great, great cigar. A little bit off color. We'll be able to buy it for a lot less money and able to pass savings on to the consumer. Yeah. Factory throughout, but before my our father died in 2006, Daddy wanted to make a special bundle sky that everybody could smoke, everybody could afford in our factory, even though we'd much rather uh, promote and sell and talk about Diamond Crown and yeah. Brickhouse and Quest Ray. These, this has a lot of nostalgia for it, and it's a really a great c- cigar. So it's not a prom date. It's not the most perfect-looking wrapper, but it should exactly taste just as good as the, the A-quality. And these, if you, these if you, this is the largest cigar ever made on a, on a machine. It's a 53-ring, 7-and-a-quarter-inch cigars. It's made really firm, draws well. And, again, we don't like the, the name, Factory Throwouts, which is an awful name, but as we talked about a little yeah. bit earlier, there's only two cigars, and those that sell and those that don't. And factory throwouts sell like the Dickens. Right. So here we go. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends, your friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we're going to cut the cap of the cigar above the cap, even though this is made partially by machine, it's also Lots of hand work is done to this. 
I see them stretching the tobacco leaf out like they would normally do on a handmade. It takes four to five months to teach our cigar makers how to roll cigars. It takes a lot of hand labor and a lot of skill. And this is a hand-rolled cigar made on a, with a machine-assisted. Well, we, they have the day off today, but normally when I see them, um, you guys know all your employees by name. And I've been introduced to some that have been here as long as, 40 as, years, long as yeah. you have been here. Yeah, we have, we have a retirement program here, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you work to your drop. And uh, we've had some of them, fortunately, haven't dropped recently. But you know, we've had people here 30, 35 years. Okay. All right. All part of our family. All right. We're going to uh, fire up the cigar right now. We're using a the Vertigo. Vertigo Cyclone. This is nine ninety nine. Uh, huge tank. And I didn't get stopped in the airport. I didn't realize I had one of these hidden in my carry-on bag. You didn't get and stopped? it went right through. I put these normally in where I put my shaving thing, and I can sneak these things through also. So triple jet lighter um, that normally uh, tough to travel with. Yeah. But... Um, they did a character profile on you, too, and you still passed. That's it. So yeah. if you can get the lighter out. So um, folks out there that are into premium cigars know that there's long filler premium cigars and shorter filler premium cigars. This shorter filler is not all that short filler. It's not what um, somebody would think as chopped up like a cigarette would be, but large pieces of tobacco. We call this medium fit filler. Okay. Medium cut. Okay, and, and is there a process of not only, you know, if there was a longer piece, would they purposely make it shorter that it would be medium piece? It would. It yeah. Needs, it, it needs to be fairly uniform to go in, in this machines. So downstairs, I, I vaguely remember being here two years ago and, and seeing downstairs you have your own little chopping machine that resizes things. Yeah, because we make, we make the cigars, not only is this from the Fuente factory, but we also we make our own cigars. We have cuttings, as, as we make from our own wrapper, that we have to cut and dry and chop and add it to the ba- basic blend as well. So this is a blend, and if I was to smoke a, one of um, these uh, factory throwouts today, and I would smoke one a month from now, it should be the same type of taste because it's blended to taste this way. We have one type of blend. Here we go. We have different wrappers in this factory. We use Connecticut Broadleaf. We use Ecuador Shea. We use Candela cigars. But our basic blend, the filler, is the same. So it's kind of like Ford. What kind of card you, color do you want? Yeah, right. The same, same blend, the same color. Every cigar tastes the same. Okay. As far as the filler. So consistency, and I, and I believe that. Um, the drawer is perfect. Everything is. is good. And I would say, uh, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a premium cigar smoker, typically uh, smoking a, a long-filled handmade product. But what you get from a machine-made product is consistency. It's absolutely going to be the same every time because you don't have actually the error of somebody actually doing it wrong. We hope not, as long as the machine's working correctly. And you have to tweak it to make sure it's... Oh, yeah, these machines will make, on a good day, say 4,000 cigars a day. Each machine? Each machine. If the machine's working correctly, if the cigar maker feels good... If the tobacco's in good condition, if the wind's blowing right, we try to get 4,000 cigars a day per machine. Per machine, wow. And you're keeping all these people busy, employed, and, and everything's good. We do. Went to, you know, Tampa had 150 factories. We moved from Cleveland to Tampa in 1953. There are 10 big family-owned companies. The Cuban Barco comes, and one by one, the other cigar companies merge, sell out, go out of business. So it's just us that have a Tampa 
up until the S-chip in, 19, in 2009. They decided uh, big cigar tax went up 800%, so Hava Tampa closed. They moved their production to Puerto Rico, so yeah. now Hava Tampas are made in Hava San Juan, probably. And, yeah. And we've hired about uh, eight or nine of those people, but there's 500 people that were laid wow. off because of, because of government action. And we're the only ones left making you're, And you're the only one that stayed in the United States still employing people despite what the government is doing to do everything they can for you to actually ask you to leave. But you're hanging on, and you still have a business, and you, you're surviving. In our 18, in 119 years, you know, about 100 of those years have been survival years, challenging years. There's wow. been one challenge after another. I mean, it goes back from... We've been through two wars, two world wars, the Great Depression, the recession, smoking bans, taxes, prospect or regulation by FDA. It's been Cuban embargo. It's been one challenge yeah. after another. Every time we get going, we get kind of pushed to the ground. We dust ourselves off, go back for the fight, get pushed down, come back up, and we're going to continue fighting. Too bad your uh, your grandfather didn't get into the toothpaste business or, or uh, some, something else that wouldn't be as regulated as tobacco products and let alone cigars you know what a shame and what you're seeing here uh those that are watching on here is here's the ingredients of it tobacco and more tobacco and these are the ingredients that's it it is but you're talking about toothpaste or other kind of businesses maybe grandpa jc could have gotten involved with something else i can think david of no other industry no other products made in this country maybe around the world i give you a cigar or Jim a cigar, or Jonathan a c- cigar, or Chuck, and bring a smile to your face. Oh, my goodness. You're sh- when you're smoking it at, say, a Diamond Crown Lounge, at two guys, you're sharing a cigar, you guys can be complete strangers. You don't even know each other. One guy can be from different walks of life. Well, when you're sharing a great c- cigar, or Diamond Crown Brickhouse, or one of our competitors, yeah. you're sharing something special. And that could not be replicated by well, toothpaste or any other. Yeah, you, you couldn't hand someone a tube with toothpaste and say, here, light this up. And yeah, put yeah, a smile yeah. on their Let's face. Let's talk about it. We're, They're going to have a goofy look on their face and maybe not talk to you Getting anymore. a minty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I taste the fluoride. I taste it. And it's all artificial. And this is oh, a natural yeah. product. Yes, and it uh, it's, just, it's just a shame that, uh, you know, and we talked about it last night. And here we are all day today. And the guys that are here on the Diamond Crown Experience learning about cigars are hearing so much political talk from us because that is the basis of our business to try to survive through the politics that's happens in the United States and, and don't take away our freedoms and leave us alone so that we could talk more about cigars and, and spend our time. Uh, your brother was out there today on a Sunday uh, out there meeting people over the, over politics. Well, you know, it's funny last night we were, we were at the ball game where, the Boston Bruins, unfortunately, upset the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know what an upset that was, but they did. That was win. a crazy <laughs> shootout, man, at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a shootout, and I hear that's the longest shootout since 2010 to happen. Craziness. Well, we, we, you know, Diamond Crown Experience is, is a special experience. We thank you for coming down here. We thank you for allowing the Boston Bruins to win. Absolutely. We, we want to, you don't know all the work we had to that, do behind the scenes. I can only imagine. Not only to have you all win, but kind of go to the extra innings. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, the weather, then. the weather, thank you for that, too. I mean, that, I'm sure that doesn't happen every day that you, you pull that off. And well, it's 72 outside now as we speak. Almost right? no, no humidity. The yeah. sun is shining. And in the room we're in, every once in a while, the humidifiers kick off in here because we have live tobacco in here. Yeah. So uh, these people work in a humidified environment because you have to keep the tobacco good while they're working it, right? It is fun, but it's true. 
Well, yeah. you, you've been here in the summertime. Yeah. I'm sure we had a, a RTDA convention, a trade show convention here a number of years ago. It is hot. Yeah. It is humid. Scar Industry came to Tampa in, 19, in 1886 from Key West because they had some labor issues and they wanted to move to another location, and they were looking for an area that had several characteristics, a, a deep port to bring tobacco from Cuba, wanted to have a railroad line take scars up, up north to sell the scars, but they also wanted to have the, a environment, the heat and humidity, like Key West, like Cuba. And when you were here in August, a number of years yeah. ago, you remember, Tampa in the summertime, we live in a natural humidor. Yeah. Ten months out of the year, we don't even need to run these humidifiers. It, it's March now. Yeah. But it's it, but it, most of the time, it is hot and it is humid. Yep. So it's a, ten, it's a great place to make, make yep. cigars. Yep, it sure is. Well, and, and speaking of making cigars, so this, this is um, a lot of years with your family that's doing it. But um, what intrigues me most is the... First, that J.C. Newman has done. They were the first to do a lot of things. Let's talk about some of those things. As I took the cellophane off the cigars before uh, the show started, I took cellophane off a uh, Julius Caesar. We'll smoke in the next hour. But that would never have happened without your family. Well, my grandfather was an innovator. He was one of the first cigar manufacturers to ever bring machines over from Sweden. He was a hand cigar maker. Yes. Grandpa J.C. became a cigar apprentice in 1890. Went in business for himself at the age of 20, uh, making handmade cigars. Of course he made handmade cigars. There were no machines in the right. 1890s. But he's always looking for the next break, the next cutting edge. He saw cigar machines coming. He brought over some of the first cigar machines that were ever used in this country. He was credited for banding the first uh, cigar on a machine. He had the first. For us, putting a band. Band in a self, banding cellophane on a machine. He was the first. Wow. No he was, kidding. He was the first. He took an old peanut machine, peanut cellophane machine, and had it converted. And he was he was the first. He's one first one to have It's a Boy, It's a Girl cigars. Sounds, sounds, sounds like something you would have done, David. Really? But, uh, and, and to this day, I mean, people celebrate having the birth of their child to get a box of cigars. And this is something that came to his mind and said, let's put It's a Boy and Girl on here. And people will celebrate the birth of their child with a cigar. Yeah. And he's the one that came up with it. He's the, it was his idea. Wow. Well, you really couldn't have had that technology too, too soon because you couldn't, there was no way of knowing whether it was a boy or a girl <clears throat> until well, they kind of buy it after the, after the fact. This was way before that they had ultra, ultrasounds or anything like that. That's fair. I guess you would have to wait until the child's born before you're celebrating Those are the birth. days you used to go, and wait, go in the waiting room and walk back and forth. And when my son Drew was born, we didn't know it was a boy or girl. So we had some Questeray cigars <clears throat> imprinted. Andrew Michael. We also walked in that room with cigars and said, it's a girl, Rebecca Lee. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so, so our son, Drew, could have been Rebecca Lee because so we didn't know. You covered both, just in case. Go talk about my grandfather for a second, though. He was the innovator. He loved cigar factories. He loved this cigar factory. We also also had a laboratory in every factory. He hired a chemist. And we have uh, his laboratory is, is right downstairs. hasn't been changed and since he died 60-some-odd years ago. But it was interesting at a time when the cigarette companies were accused of spiking their cigarettes with nicotine. Grandpa J.C. spent a lifetime trying to take a nicotine out of his cigars. Mm. His idea was that if you make a low nicotine cigar, maybe you can smoke five cigars a day without getting a headache. Preferably five of his cigars. Sure. He accomplished it with a brand called Nicosan. 
and Sano without without nicotine. You had two brands that, that you came up no with. No nicotine? Less than one percent nicotine. Less than one. Which the government said if you have less than one percent nicotine we'll call it no no yeah. nicotine cigar. So wow. you are always trying to edge. And the innovation carried on to our father. Dad was was it was an innovator. When the Cuban embargo came in Tampa yep. in Tampa for, in, well, in the United States for instance, and all of our competitors were using Cuban cigars. So they thought the world was coming to an end. No more Cuban tobacco going to go merge, sell, get out of business. My father wanted, our father wanted to stay in business, so he discovered a tobacco called Cameroon. Cameroon tobacco substituted the Cuban business, and it helped make our Questrade 95 business uh, a good business for now, many, you don't many, bump, many years. Now, you don't bump into Cameroon, Africa. I mean, wh- how could he ever find something? Oh, they're growing tobacco in Africa. Let me see what this is all about. It was a t- popular tobacco in Europe. Okay. In the early 60s, late 50s, and and the Europeans are kind of smart, those tobacco dealers. After they, they knew that the Tampa made premium cigars. They also knew there was going to be panic in the streets when the embargo was announced that the Tampa cigar manufacturers were going to need to find a substitute for, for Cuba. And maybe the tobacco at that time was, they bought Cuban tobacco for, say, $3 a pound. This Cameroon tobacco was $6 a pound. Every other cigar manufacturer said, not for, for me. They looked at the price first, even without tasting it, even without testing it. So Dad looked at it. He spoke the cigar. He thought it was sensational. Found the price a little bit high. Yeah. But Dad said if he had something really special, he could stay in business post-Cuba, and he did. In Cameroon Tobacco, we were the first to use it. What was the brand? Well, it was Questeray. Questeray was the first Questeray, 95. Wow. And Questeray became so popular and then our good friends, our partners, who we were, were not partners with, Carlos Fuente at that time, took, he like, he, he'll tell you, originally his Quest Raid, our Quest Raid 95 was his favorite go-to c- c- cigar. Wow. So he started to use Cameroon tobacco. In fact, even to this day, his most popular cigar is Fuente 858, made with Cameroon wrapper. Yeah. Pretty expensive, but Cameroon wrapper, also on the short stories, the Hemingway's. Really helped Don make, Carlos' right. own brand, sure. Especially, in fact, Don Carlos is my favorite Fuente c- cigar. Your favorite? My favorite. Wow, that's interesting. Because I love the sweetness of the camera. Yeah. It really, really c- comes through. It's got, it doesn't overpower me, but it has a lot of flavor. So that's my, my personal. Oh, so, I never knew that. Okay. Cameron lives. Your, uh, your dad also, when uh, the Cuban embargo hit, you had said something earlier to us today that he kept a bundle of. Cuban tobacco, and there was a reason behind that. Why don't you get into that a little bit? Cuba, Cuba, thank you, Jonathan, for reminding me. Cuba had a buzzword then like it does now. When the embargo was hit, there was like panic in the streets, and all the factories were eating into the inventory of Cuban tobacco. But one of our competitors, Garcia Vega, put on the box and said, yes, we still have Havana. This was like in the 62, 63. So my father got oh. nervous. He kept one bale for the 1958 Pinar de Rio crop. So anybody ever asked him, Stanford, do you have Cuban tobacco like Garcia Vega does? said, of course we do. We have that one bell. We still have one bell in our basement. Yeah, we still have it. <laughs> we still have the same bill. The truth of it is it's lost its flavor I'm sure. many moons ago. But we still have pre-embargo Cuban tobacco. So Outstanding. So Dad wanted to keep on doing it. Now, what, you guys were also the first uh, cigar company to have larger ring-gauge cigars. How did that come about? That becomes, that's uh, another interesting story. Our dad gets all the, the credit. In 1990, my father got together with Carlos and Carlito, and 
we were planning for our 100th anniversary. Any company, family company, make it for 100 years, pretty amazing. We want to celebrate with something special. So Dad would want to come out. We come out with Diamond Crown Cigar, but not just a name, Diamond Crown, to make a cigar special. In the early 90s, the biggest ring gauge cigar was 52, bar none. And back when we were making cigars in Tampa, it was 42, but it cropped up to 52. And Dad told the Fuentes he wanted to make it, excuse me, wanted to make it 54. Well, the Fuentes didn't have molds. They said, nobody makes 54 ring gauge cigars. This is back in the yeah. early 90s. Nobody does. And Dad said, well, he wanted to. He wanted to make it special. He knew the thicker the cigar, the more leaves you can blend, maintain the continuity of test, but really leaves from six different countries, perhaps, or six different regions. And that was the uh, first, was the Diamond Crown, Diamond Crown Classic Series at 54 ring. Never and they're been, all 54 ring. All 54 Every ring. Size, all yeah. Diamond Crown. And we said, Dad, what if somebody wants to smoke a slender cigar with the thinner ring gates? They have said, Go have him smoke s- someone else's. He wanted wow. his to be the 54 ring. Of course, Dad was ahead of his time. Now you look at what's in the marketplace. All right. 6 by 60 are popular. 6 by 70 And Christian's got a 6 by 80 80 I mean, I get jawbreakers. I hurts, know. Hurts my I, mouth just Enough. To think. I called it quits on that and stop it. But it's interesting on trends to think that the in this factory in Tampa in, in the 60s, 70s, the Tampa Palma Cigar was uh, six and a quarter by 42. Everybody in Tampa had it. We had it. That's what Barry Plaza smoked. had it. Gold Label had it. Perfecto Garcia had it. Garcia. Everybody had the standard. Over years, it got a little bit larger and larger and larger. And I mean, somebody told you, you're the retailer, that you're going to be selling all as many six by 60 cigars as you are. You wouldn't. And then you'll have a hard time selling a 42. Yes. Yeah, difficult. We, we sell more 60s and 42s, I promise you that. But the, the, the 42 looks looks like Panatellos. Right. You know, funny story, though. People years ago started like larger cigars, even beyond the 42. One time someone came up to my father and said, you know, your Equestria 95, 42 ring, looks like it's getting smaller. Looks looks like it's getting narrower. Dad looked at him, looked at the scar, says... They are scars aren't getting smaller. Just happens to be that some cigar smokers' mouths are getting bigger. Uh, well played. So only Dad would have that right. right Absolutely there. true. Absolutely. We got a we got a, a bell there. Okay, we got a bell. Get the bell. So um, brands of the J.C. Newman Company: Diamond Crown, Questeray. Yeah, we we look at our company. Our okay, company, you know we have four factories. We're in a factory now. We have we it could be our four factories, four different levels, four different buckets buckets. We have two factories we own, two we contract with. It starts with, with our top super premium scar, Diamond Crown. Sure. That's been made, made for us by the Fuentes. We've been partners with them since 1986. One year after you got in the business. Right. That's, that, that's a long time. Yes, sir. Long time for you, long time for us. They first started to make our La Unica, then Questore. They make our Diamond Crown. La Unica was a first, too. First bundle cigar. First bundle cigar. Talk about innovator. Yeah, it's really? amazing that things... Roll back to 1986. Dave Garofalo's been in business a year. Cigars back in 86... Thinks only, he knows everything. We're only sold two ways. We wouldn't even go there, but... Any, <laughs> two ways back in the early 80s. The cigar factories put their good cigars in boxes. They put their factory seconds in bundles. So Dad came up with the concept, what if we put a premium cigar in a bundle without... Putting the cigar within a, with a fancy box and the bands, the fancy trimmings, yeah. it would be a value premium cigar. 
which is which was a novel idea back in 1986. And now no people wouldn't think anything of it because all the bundles being sold. But back in 86, it was a novel idea. So we had the first premium bundle cigar. Came out with La Unica, Fuente made it for us. Yeah. Picked the sizes. <clears throat> and with, within six months, La Unica became the number one selling bundle cigar in the, the country. Wow. And that would sold, we sold a lot of them. Then we have, uh, over time, there's a product life cycle. Sure. We come in with, we had Don Jose, which is the brand that we made. And then, now today we make Quorum. That, that was, Don Jose was Honduran? Honduran. Yeah. So you guys have been everywhere. We have been everywhere. We've had some good parts. It's, it's well, our, our history. We had uh, we had Tranos. We were Tranos. Carlos Trano yeah. was making cigars for us, only for it. We were his first customer. We were Trano's first customer making cigars. They made our Alcazar. They made a brand for us that we used to sell the Eckers called Tobacco Place. They made Don Jose. I mean, Trano's business wow. was, was growing tobacco. Right. My father, our father, our grandfather used to buy tobacco from his father and his grandfather in Cuba. We go way back. But going back to our brands, our brands today, we have the Fuentes making Diamond Crown, Questore, La, La, La Unica. Then about four years ago, we hooked up with our uh, factory in Nicaragua, San Rafael, that we uh, introduced a cigar that you're very familiar with. Grandma J.C. was born in a little brick house yeah. in a village in Hungary in 1875. One of the first brands that he came up with when he became a regular cigar maker in the 1890s was a brand called Brick House. The brand died out in the 30s, and as we got more into Nicaragua, we brought it out of retirement. We introduced it and, and had it made for us. We tested different, a number of different types of blends. And we were fortunate enough that our friend Dave Graflo really yeah. knows a good cigar. When he tasted it, it became your Cigar of the Year a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the money, how do you beat the value of a more than premium cigar, an ultra-premium cigar at the $5 level? That's and, what I it mean, was. Five. Talk about timing. Yeah. You're talking about when the economy was tanking. And then you guys see the opening and say, okay, let's give them an unbelievable cigar for that kind of money. And for the record, I know David would love to take all the credit, but the, the whole voting process for the Cigar of the Year is consumer-driven. Right. You know, the consumer votes with their wallet. They smoke the Contenders Pack, and then what they go to and return to and buy box after box of, this is how the Cigar of the Year is determined. So you guys made an unbelievable cigar. That's it. And That's the consumer awesome. saw that at the value and the flavor, and a little-known secret about Brickhouse. Can I let the cat out of the bag on this one? It's the only cigar I've ever seen that can t that tastes the same if it's out of humidity for three months or not. I keep a couple in my car because sometimes late nights I like to smoke, and I never maintain my humidor in the car. And the cigar tastes awesome all the time. It's unbelievable. It is. It's an anomaly. I mean, it's a great cigar. It continues to be. And there, I'd say there's not a lot of loyalty anymore in cigar brands. The diamond, the, the brick house customer is a loyal customer. He doesn't want anything but. Well, thank he you. He knows he has a winner. That's the facts. That's the facts. So brick house really became popular. Then we came out with a brick house Maduro, our Mighty Mighty, Mighty Mighty Maduro. I was smoking a Robusto Maduro, Air Praca. Rapper from Brazil. Yeah, which is a very, 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 very flavorful. Yeah. Then two, year, two years ago, we uh, came out with a companion to Brickhouse, a lighter Ecuador, Connecticut shade cigar called Pearl Del, Del Mar, which is uh, a little bit lighter isn't the right term, but it's not quite as uh, full flavored. 
but still has a lot of flavor as Brickhouse. It's lighter companion to that. So we have Brickhouse in, in Pearl Del Mar. And our stronger, our heavier cigar that we make at the same factory is El Baton. So we got three factories for, from there, three cigars from there, talking about our brands. Yep. And about um, 10 years ago, we came out with a lower price brand, value price brand, not low price, value price brand called Quorum. And it became so popular that we lost control of the production, became too big a part of our business that we had no control over. We had another factory making for us. We said that puts us in a dangerous position. So we and decided to build our own factory in Esteli. Yeah. So our factory called Penza with Puros to Esteli. Esteli. And I understand that is the number one selling bundle, handmade, handmade bundle in the world. Well, at least in the United States. Okay. It could be the world too, but it's like what happened to La Unica? La Unica used to be number one then. Kind of quorum took it Thank over. Thank God you own them both. So. We, we, compete, yeah. we, 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 <laughs> compete, we competed with, with ourselves. That's it. So you ended up taking the business away from yourself. And then we came out with this fact. We talked a little bit earlier. Our, I'll say first tier. This is all top tier. Yes. But basically, it's, this is the value price in this, this factory. And we somebody walks into your store. He's on a fixed income budget. He could be a, a king. He could yeah. be a CEO. He could own Wendy's restaurants. He could own... <laughs> or he could, or, or he be a, or he could be, whatever fixed income we'll, we'll say on social security. You have a cigar for every pocketbook. Yes, that's right. For every budget, you for sure every do. every taste. Nobody's going to walk out of your, out of your store without a c- cigar because you have some for everyone. Plus, years ago we used to sell a lot of cigars to the chains. We yep. used to sell a lot of cigars to Walgreens, Rite Aid. We still sell cigars to CVS. That's going to end. Right. We sell over a million handmade cigars to CVS. Where's wow. that cigar smoker going to go? You probably don't know. And probably like, try something else. We, we love them to go to two guys. I would. I would certainly would. But, but, you know, but so what's happened is. We'll take 1% <laughs> of CVS's customers, yeah. by the way. But you, you, you think about it, that people want premium cigars. And it used to be the old drugstore cigar. Sure. Now it's kind of blurred. And so cigar stores have taken up the, the, the slack. We had some cigar stores that's would always sell this diamond crown type of products and would almost turn the nose down in bundles. But you want to be, you want to be very inclusive, not exclusive for your customers. So we got, we have cigar products from diamond crown, brick house, pro del mar, quorum, our factory cigars here for every pocketbook, for every taste, every flavor. So our, so if we have a booms time or we have a recession, Sean Posa, Goes to yes. the store. He has cigars to show you that to satisfy everybody's pocketbook. If these are the factory throwouts, where are the ones you don't throw out? Because <laughs> this, this is, is exceptional. Good cigar. This is a good cigar. There's nothing wrong with this at all. And I'm here to tell you, I want to sell you a $20 cigar too. But what is wrong with this cigar for? What does this retail for? That retails for about two, two bucks. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Some retailers that aren't as smart as you said, this cigar is too good for for, 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 for the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we, in fact, us too. We'd much rather have people try a Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, or Quorum than Factory Throughouts. But people have different kind of cigars for different time of day. There's a drugstore, I mean, there's a golf course cigar. You might smoke on the golf course, and if you put it down, you run your golf course over it, 
your golf cart yeah, over. Yeah. You don't matter. Right. But there's special Saturday, Sunday cigar you want to celebrate with. So it's different types. So this is more of a well, your golf course cigar. It's a great cigar, uh, Eric Newman. Thank you for the Diamond Crown experience. And we have more to come when we come back. Bobby Newman, your brother, will join us. We'll get his thoughts about the cigar industry and working with the family. That always can't be uh, easy. We'll see what he has to say about that. Uh, also, what's coming up new from J.C. Newman in the association with the Fuente family and the charity that goes along with it. Uh, we'll bring in uh, the winners of the Diamond Crown Experience, Glenn Baker and Jim Ferrara, and lots more. Stay tuned, everybody. We're live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory, a live working cigar factory. Yes, in the USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try our 15th anniversary cigar. This cigar is made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich Habano wrapper from Ecuador, Nicaraguan fillers from our farms in Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. This cigar delivers a lot of flavor, richness, body, and some spice. I promise you, if you've never tried the 15th anniversary, it's going to deliver all the flavor you ever want in a great, rich cigar. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? <laughs> Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh, yeah, so smooth. Oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up, but oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. 
It's the Diamond Crown Experience. We're back Down. live from Tampa, Florida. Bobby Newman joins us, um, and we'll get his thoughts about the cigar industry and working with his family. What's going on new with the J.C. Newman family? It's association with the Fuente family. We'll bring on the winners of the Diamond Crown Experience uh, here from Tampa, Florida. Glenn Baker and Jim Ferraro are here with us. Who's so nervous about being on the show. I know. just trying to take which, it out. Which, which is all the better when they get nervous. <laughs> uh, we'll have that and lots more. Um, welcome back, everybody. Welcome, Bobby Newman. Boy, welcome t- aboard. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you all down here. Your entourage, a few of Mr. Jonathan, yeah. yourself, So uh, yeah, we did, we did the Diamond Crown Experience event at the shop, and uh, somebody was... Uh, Somebody won, and we'll bring him on, and he, um, he had a deal with another customer, and uh, so we got two raging cigar fans, which is fantastic. You don't know how it's going to turn out, but these are good guys. It is, and, yeah. I, and it's, I won't spill the beans, yeah. that, uh, but it's, what a great story. Let them, let them tell it. Um, you know, I, I did want to, I was listening to what Eric, the interview we had yeah. with, with Eric, and I did want to say one thing. Is, as you know, uh, everyone has heroes in their life, and... We've, Eric and I have gotten very politically involved since the current administration came in yeah. in 2008. And one of my heroes, I didn't understand what he was doing, but he started probably 10, 12 years ago working on the political scene. I didn't have an appreciation for it until the last few years, and that is Dave Garofalo. Oh, God. So what you've been doing in, in you know, in New ha- how you left Massachusetts, Taxachusetts, and how you yeah. what you're doing to hold off the, the cigar taxes and in New Hampshire, we all can learn from it. Well, and that's because of where I lived, and, and Taxachusetts was just that. So it, it happened in our area first and um, spread to California, and then it moves on, and before you know it, it overtakes the whole country. And uh, I hate to be a quitter, but, I mean, I packed my bags and ran away because I couldn't win the battle. And, um, you know, you guys continue to fight, and there's, uh, I wish there were more people fighting, but our days are wrapped around uh, political rather than building our business so we got to try to make time for our business make time for our family and if we got some chance maybe we can work on our businesses at the same time right maybe sell a, sell yeah, a, sell yeah. a few cigars but one thing i did want to tell you i know you saw the museum earlier today that uh grandpa jc started our company in 1895 but the first president to put an excise tax on cigars was president abraham lincoln 1863 it was his idea america was going broke and because of the american civil war so he thought well Eighty percent of American males smoke cigars. Why don't we tax that and help raise money? It was enacted in eighteen sixty eight. It was two cents for a box of fifty. Back then many of the boxes were hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred boxes. You had to go to the post office, buy a federal tax stamp, glue it on the bottom of your box, and uh, you know, it's Jonathan Mr. Jonathan and David, it's never been taken off since eighteen sixty eight. Really? So that's the S-chip tax that we have now or Correct. built into that, really? Correct. It started at $0.02, cents and now we're at not $0.02 cents per box. We're at $0.40 cents per cigar. Exactly. Even this cigar. Right. And it's, 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 a, it's a crime. And we are, as they call Washington, uh, an unattended consequence of... Uh, I don't know how un, un, unattended it was. I mean, when Abraham Lincoln did it, 80% of men were smoking cigars... Now it's a small, small number. So now you are taxing, taxing a small minority of the people. We cigar smokers are paying it all. Exactly. And there is when it's not fair anymore. So look at something that everybody uses and have a small tax that everybody pays as opposed to 
cigar smokers pay for everybody. Well, like in the state of New York, when the, where the tax is 70%, uh, we, in, this, in the premium cigar industry, told the people, asked the people in New York, why don't you just tax uh, soda pop? And uh, they said, well, we can't do that. Peps, PepsiCo, which is headquartered in Purchase, New York, said if you put one penny tax on us, we will move the company out of New York. And everyone drinks, or most people drink soda pop. And we as a tobacco industry say, if, as you can see with all the empty factories that are here in Tampa, right. if you tax us, we're going to move out of the country. They said, go ahead. So they left. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah, and it's you guys are the last one standing. And I appreciate it because you slam your feet down and you say, we're not going. And you're hanging on. And uh, I, I, I urge folks out there, listen, you've you got a budget and you spend money on cigars. Throw some money towards the J.C. Newman family uh, because they're the last guy standing. They're here in America. They're the last guys doing it. So, you know, if you're buying some cigars and you're throwing them in your little basket and you're going into a store, buy a cigar from them, throw them one, you know, because they're, they're the last family-owned American company left in the United States. Don't you want to keep them around? Yeah, you want to keep them around? Speaking of family, you and your brother seem to have an unbelievably good working relationship. And maybe you're just putting it on for us, for our benefit while we're here. But it seems genuine. The way you guys talk to each other, you don't seem to get too annoyed with one another. Uh, The conversation on the elevator when you were yelling down to make sure that we didn't get locked in the elevator. You had genuine concern in your voice. What, what What is it like to work with your brother every single day? Well, I tell you, it's, it's a privilege if, if I was down. Because <laughs> yeah, he's standing <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretend he's not. Well, first of all, we, we both make the same amount of money, so there's nothing there. I tell you okay. That. And, uh, so nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, Jonathan, very few people have asked me that question. And we, we uh, were raised by wonderful parents, but also we, we, we had 17 other family members involved in the business. Jonathan, if you can, remember, if you can imagine you had 17 other aunts and uncles and in-laws, outlaws, brother-in-laws, and so forth, sister-in-laws involved in the business. And no one seemed to be interested except my father and Eric and me. So in 1986, we had this highly leveraged buyout. President Ronald Reagan was the president. We borrowed money from two banks and one savings and loan called Freedom Savings and Loan. Uh, 30 days later, they collapsed. This was during the, all the savings and loan crisis. Yeah. And uh, they, they, a, a, a federal entity called the RS Federal Resolution Trust Corporation took it over, came no- knocking on our door, and they said, we want our money. We said, we don't have money. It was a highly leveraged buyout. And uh, we were able to, to work it out. This was, again, February 14th, 1986. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's, we call it the St. Valentine's Massacre. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's the real massacre. Yeah, and, really. And, and, oh, boy, it was. But uh, I guess Eric and I... Most family businesses is most family business in America. I assume it's the same way overseas. Don't last long into the third generation. I remember our grandfather. Uh, we had we just had lunch a couple hours ago in in our main conference room. That's Grandpa JC's old office. And he had a heart attack there at eighty three. He drove home in twenty minutes. He was gone. We turned to our conference room, but he used to tell the story about don't be sure don't. He said, remember about the people, the old added shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves. Grandpa J.C., yeah. what does that mean? He said, what, what you mean is, what it means is that this great white wave of migration from from Europe and Eastern Europe in the 1870s, 1880s, uh, men would come over, families would come over. Only wealthy people could afford long sleeves. So you, the, the first generation starts out, they can only afford 
short sleeves. They work very hard, become successful. The second generation remembers how hard their father worked, and uh, they're able to afford long sleeves. The third generation comes in. It's not necessarily their fault, but they're usually they're, they're spoiled. They never saw how hard the first generation work. They end up going Chapter 11 or Chapter yeah. 7 complete bankrupt. They lose everything, and they go back to shirt sleeves. It starts all over again. And uh, we remember that uh, that from Grandpa J.C. and our father telling us that this as well. And uh, no, I guess that Eric and I, we, we have a unique relation. We're very, very close. If if I was down to my last dollar, I'd give Eric 51 cents. Yeah. He was my older brother. Yeah. taught me how to. My father uh, started working when he was 13 years old, and he was not athletic. And he always told Eric and me, he said, uh, I want you both to go to camp. I want you to learn how to swim. Dad didn't know how to swim. Wow. And uh, he, he said, I want you to learn how to ride a horse, to shoot a gun, to uh, work uh, how to fire a bow and arrow, to camp, to be self-sufficient. Uh, and Eric taught me how to throw my first baseball, my first football. Nice. And uh, through shot, shot put discus. So, so he was almost like having a surrogate father as well. And I, and I have, a, have a wonderful father. And Dad is with us today. He's just, he just got a different view. He's looking down. I'm sure he's dabbing sure. his eyes. He can't believe a, a radio show. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> for two hours about, what are you going to talk about, cigars? <laughs> How about for four years doing yeah. it? Yeah, no, yeah. As crazy it's, as that is. So that's awesome that it is because the, the, the famous quote is never go into business with friends and family and all that. And you, you've, you have a friend and a family that you're in business with, which is your brother and uh, your father before that. And you worked alongside him. And I see you, uh, you and your brother's children, uh, and I hope that that'll be the, the, the next one. Well, Drew, Eric's son, Drew, is, uh, is our general counsel. He works right now for the District of Columbia, and we hope he just got married in November. He's uh, 32 years old. He'll be 32. We, we hope, sorry, he'll be 33. We hope he'll come into business in the next year or so. Wow. I've got a 19-year-old who loves cigars. I have a 16-year-old, two boys. And I told him, I said, if you come in the business – you're going to have to do the same thing that Uncle Eric and, and I do, is that you've got to be very politically active at the federal level mm-hmm. and the state level and the local level. Well, and we, again, Dave, I'm the, Eric and I are the preacher talking to the, to the choir, which is you and Mr. Jonathan. The fact that if whatever you're making, if you're making premium cigars, if you're making sunglasses, if you're making hats, uh, if you're making chairs, if you don't have a voice in Washington, you'll get run over. Yeah. And we really learned this, and uh, I mean, you. We've learned the hard way yeah. because of the taxation that happens, and people don't realize it. The consumer, the guy listening right now to the show, is saying, "I go to the store, I buy the five dollar uh, brick house, and it's five dollars, and that's it. That that should be a four dollar brick house, I, I, exactly. And you are paying the dollar, and this is where the problem is. And you know, what other thing are you going to pay twenty percent tax on? What other thing? Listen, twenty percent when it comes to that. What's the percent on this one? Oh, I know. The, the most expensive component of the, this, this Tampa-made cigar, it's not the tobacco, it's not the labor, it's not the packaging. It's the, uh, the excise, the federal excise tax. Yes, the most expensive thing of all. It starts at 52.75%. That's your cost before you even do anything. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. And, 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 and the amount of cigars that you go through, the, uh, it's millions and millions and millions of dollars. It is. And what is somewhat disheartening, but thank God we have checks and balances. Our, our current administration wants to double the, on this new budget, he wants to double the tax, wants to, to double the excise tax. 
And, I, I uh, just pooped a little. That yeah. scared the ever-loving <laughs> snot out of me. So, so what is that? That's the break? Uh, it, yes, it is. Yeah. It's either that or Washington calling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, what are you guys talking about? With, what's going on uh, over there? So you think uh, the, you think the children are going to get in, or they definitely get yeah, in? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, children are. They. Um, I think it's every father's dream. If you have a business, whatever that business is, to have your son and daughter join you. Uh, Eric and I are the third generation. Be nice to pass this on to the fourth generation. You know, very few companies, if you think of that, are family owned, have been in business for three generations right. from the eight, the eighteen hundreds, the nineteen hundreds, and now two thousand. Right. And but I will not, will not make, will not make this, the same mistake that my uncle did. He he made his one of his sons. Uh, go into the business, and it was it was a disaster. Our children, if they want to come in, they have to be they have to ask, and they got to do it the same way. Tomorrow, we, David, you've been in our basement yep. here, where it's a hundred degrees, hundred percent humidity, yep. where we do the casing room. I, mean, I, I spent a summer working there, and I want to learn want them to learn the same thing. Work in each department, um, to be out in the field. You you have to know a little bit about everything. Did, is this there. all you did? Did you ever have a uh Another job? Did you step out of this industry and then come back in and see? No, I started working uh, uh, when I was 18 years old in the summers here, and uh, uh, went went to college in, in the summertime. I would work with our sales folks, and uh, uh, but so no, I've, I, this is all I know. This is so. It's another reason. We want to stay in business because um, basically I'm probably unemployable. Right, and then I say outside the, same the industry. My, I say, hey, you want to come work at two guys? Right? Yeah. I know somebody. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so your association with the Fuente folks, right? And uh, 30 days after our highly leveraged buyout in uh, February 14th, 1986, a a small manufacturer who was making cigars. He was making about two and a half million Moya cigars, M-O-Y-A, cigars in bundles, machine made, six blocks from him. He knocked on the door, a uh, very close friend of, of Dad's. His name was Carlos Fuente. He said, I want to close my Tampa factory. I've been in Dominican Republic since 1980. been there six years. And I'd like to close my factory. I'd like you, Stanford, to make Moyas for me. And the price he gave us, we couldn't make any money. But Dad said, we, we'd been out of the hand cigar-making business for a lot of years, and we want to get back in. And my father knew Carlos Fuente since we came down here in 1954 from Cleveland. And Dad said the only person that he would trust to make our brands would be Carlos Fuente. That's the type of people they are. Yeah. And uh, so we had an old brand called La Unica that had uh, been been dormant for many, many years. So Carlos Fuente picked the original four sizes. He was one of the few Dominican manufacturers at the time was making an eight and a half by fifty two. Most of the manufacturer all the other manufacturers were making uh is about as big would be about forty eight. Yeah. And so he and Dad picked the blends. Carlos Fuente Senior and Dad picked the blends and uh brought it in. It was a, as you heard earlier from Eric, yeah. called it Dominican it was called uh, uh La Unica Dominican Primeros, which means Dominican first. And the thing took off. And uh we were making Quest Array here and making about 40,000 Quest Array by machine, long filler. We moved everything to, to a Dominican Republic. Kind of the rest is history. Wow. In 1990, we started uh, uh, Fuente Newman. So we import their the Fuente cigars and sell them all over the United States. And then quickly, a one-minute thing on the, um, the Cigar Family Foundation that you guys together uh, um, 
that's uh, if we had a, a business plan to quote Carlos Fuente Sr., we never would have done it. But it's been the greatest thing that we've done, I think. That uh, we've raised over thirteen million dollars. Every dollar that that is given to Cigar Family Charitable Foundation goes down to the, the Cigar Family Complex. There's four hundred sixty children from pre-K to seniors getting a world-class education. They get two meals a day. They get uniforms. Ninety-eight uh, percent of them are graduating, going to college. Wow. The rest are going to tech schools and. And this, so, is a, and this is a charity that when you give a dollar, the whole dollar goes in. Because our, our family and the Fuente family pay all the administrative costs. No administrative costs. So it is a wonderful charity donation if you're looking to do something and help people. Uh, in, 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 I was just coming back from the Dominican just a couple days ago. And let me tell you, there's a you don't realize how well we do have it in the United States. Oh. We complain, but we're very, very blessed to be in this country. Okay, when we come back, the winners of the Diamond Crown Experience. Glenn and Jim will join us and tell us how cool the experience really is. And later, we'll get Debonair with Chuck Morrison and just the opposite with Old Fart Freddy in the Aging Room. I got the tweets of the week from Recluse and lots more. So we're live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in Tampa, Florida, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Factory 99 throwouts, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We right Don't back. ever throw them away. Ever. <laughs> Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw in price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. 
This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. Okay, we're getting ready to light them up again. We're live at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in Museum here in Tampa, Florida. We're going to talk to the winners of this incredible experience called the Diamond Crown Experience. And uh, all that along with uh, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, Old Fart Freddy in the Aging Room, and lots more. Welcome back, everybody, to a very special edition of the Cigar Authority. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week. The J.C. Newman Cigar Factory here in Tampa, Florida. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You can tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. You simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it and also on, our, on YouTube there. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. Glenn Baker, thank you for joining us. Here's a cigar for you. Perfect. Jim Ferrara. Pass one down, Thank and you. Uh, also one for Mr. Jonathan down there. Thank you. Chuck, Thank you. one for you, and I have one. We have the Julius Caesar. I actually have a thicker one than Ollie's. Huh? Uh-huh. I don't know. One one a little different. I don't You've know. You've got the Hail Caesar right there. The Hail Caesar, which I have never smoked that size yet. The Hail Caesar. It's fate. It is. So this is uh, Julius Caesar, J.C. Newman, Julius Caesar Newman. That's where it comes from, and we're, we're, at, the, we're, ritual. And we're at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. So uh, welcome aboard, uh, guys. Thank you for uh, winning the, winning the uh, Diamond Crown Award, uh, the Diamond Crown Experience. And we're going to cut our cigar right now. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought oh. to you by fr- our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all of the brands other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And now we officially cut our cigar. And we are at the Diamond Crown Experience. And it's time to light up. And, Mr. Jonathan, we're using a... What this we is using? the Vertigo Cyclone. It's nine ninety nine retail. It's got a big tank. You can see right through it. Even on the charcoal color one, you can still see how much fluid you have. And now we've been smoking an awful lot of cigars. And yep. even... Um, there was only one lighter that I brought that was a little bit low. That's the only one I've had to fill. Yeah, this thing is a big cranking. tank. We snuck it on the plane. We got away with that, too. I don't know how cool that is to say, but we did. <laughs> and uh, we used it at the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge. Yes, we did. Uh, at the Bruins game. and uh, Where you did a dynamite job, by the way, with uh, that young lady, Marilyn, teaching her the proper way to purge lighters what did she have 50 something lighters that were broken yeah, yeah. off to the side they just needed to be purged and refilled and we so she that. learned something and uh, now she's showing it up so uh glenn baker congratulations thank you you're the winner what does that make jim the loser no i think jim is a big winner because glenn <laughs> won and he gets to win too because what how did this happen well we were at the uh diamond crown event at the salem new hampshire store 
And um, we were told that if you bought three Diamond Crown cigars, you would get one raffle ticket. Yes. For this experience. Yes. But if you bought a box, you would get ten chances. Yeah. Ten raffle tickets for the experience. It would be crazy not to buy a box. Exactly. Yeah. And it would be even crazier not to buy more boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I concur. So Jim and I each decided to buy two boxes. and That's Four we, boxes altogether. Four boxes altogether. And we made a pact that who, whoever won. Because at we that would point, take it's a guarantee, one. right? Because yeah. who else is buying four boxes? Exactly. Well, yeah. we didn't know, but we thought we'd have a good chance. Yeah. I'd say the chance was pretty good. Yeah. And um, not only did you great, get great cigars, but you won it and... It's pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was great. So so it was from a limo, a stretch limo that we got um, at the Nashua store where we were picked up, which is a whole story amongst itself. <laughs> we won't talk about that because yeah. my blood pressure is yeah. already starting to go up. Thanks, Mr. Jonathan. But we made the flight. We yeah. did make the flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blame me. And then last night to a Bruins-Tampa uh, Bay Lightning game. Bruins win. Unbelievable game. Best game yeah. of the season by far. And the magic of that, as great as the game was, and right down to the very end, and the food that was there, and uh, cigars before but and after, but the greatest part is cigars during. The best. Yeah. And the Diamond Crown Lounge. Yes. We didn't even take advantage of the seats that were available. Right at the outside. window, yeah. You yeah. guys had the big screen TVs yes, there to watch yeah. the game. What an experience to have a cigar and watch a professional sport. Yeah. It was awesome. And I think, I believe it's the only place you can watch a hockey game, not just in the United States, but in the world. There in Canada, Rudy, you can't do it. You can't do it. You, you folks around the country, you can't do it. The only place is the Dime Crown Cigar Lounge. And let me tell you, classy as can be. Oh, yeah. The nicest people working there. Food and drink was flowing. Cigars were being smoked. The Bruins win. These guys... The work they do to pull off what they pulled off. The money exchange, the calls down to the lightning locker room to throw the game at the right. end. Yeah. Make it interesting. Yeah. I mean, Make it interesting. I'll say the shootout at the end and the whole bit. But uh, there's more to come. We, we, uh, we went down and saw the museum before the show started. So this is the J.C. Newman Museum. I don't know what you guys expected, but uh, what did you think of uh, what you saw and learned? Well, I, it's the first time I've been in a – I've been in c- cigar – Factories before where they yeah. make hand rolled cigars, but for, I haven't seen um, a real museum before where things that go back to the late 1800s. Yeah, and so uh, it was very interesting, especially the big clock. Yes, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yes, you uh, notice where that came from originally? Did you see the, the, the Boston state? Mass? Boston Mass. Oh yes, that's right, Boston Mass. Yeah, and for me, people that know me. Um, both of us. Yep. All, yeah. All, all three. <laughs> all, all three of my friends here. Yeah. Um, know that I love Newman and Fuente cigars, and it's pretty much all that I smoke. So yeah. it was a real treat to really understand and learn the history behind a cigar I love yeah. and a brand I love. Nice. Yeah. And there's a there's a picture of uh, their dad shaking uh, Carlos Fuente's hand, and 
there's the contract of the business engagement and, and the old ways it used to be. Yeah, make eye contact, good firm shake. handshake, and then you're a man of your word. That's it. And here it is years later and ends up staying that. So what we have to look forward to is we're going to come back here on tomorrow and we're going to see the workings of this factory and ex- exactly how they end up making it. Uh, but they, they have so much more to show you. And uh, what I didn't ask them is this type of thing available for people to come right off the street to see the museum down there? No, he's shaking his head no. Only friends of David Garofalo. <laughs> I have lots of friends, though. Lots of friends. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's more to see anyway. But the great news for those that are listening out there and say, okay, you're telling me about something that I didn't win and I can't win. You can hear about this across the country, that this experience is going to continue across the country. No matter what state you're in, you're going to hear about the Diamond Crown experience. That means go in there, stop buying Diamond Crowns because you want to be able to go through this process. If I'm not mistaken, does it not kick off in April? April 21st is the next round, so you're going to want to make sure that you find out in your area where the closest Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge is because as of April 21st, the 100-day contest begins just like we did it at Two Guys Smoke Shop. This is happening across the country. We were a test for this to see how it worked, and at no charge to them at all. Yeah, we we're, were willing to do this for them because that's the way we are. We're, we're good givers. like that. We give. We give. <laughs> <laughs> so we were happy to do it, but uh, we're here to see what's wrong, and I'll tell you. Nothing. Everything's perfect. They are the consummate hosts, I have to say. Top notch. Consummate Top hosts. Class. And they seem very happy to do it, too. They're either the greatest actors in the world or they're, or they're genuine, they're genuine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are enjoying it so far. So far, so good? So far, so good. And I haven't seen any snow at all down here. That no, is a nice I've, bonus. I've looked and looked and peeked under the bushes, but there's nothing there. No, nope, they, no it's frost for refrigeration. I opened the freezer to see if there was anything in there. They don't even have it in the freezer. Nothing. <laughs> so it's been a long winter up our way, and it's good to get away a little bit. So uh, we have that anyway. So uh, you have a favorite J.C. Newman cigar, Fuente or J.C. Newman cigar that you go to? I, I do like the Diamond Crown number 4, but I splurged a little bit. I forgot to tell this to, to Eric earlier, but when my granddaughter was born, um, a little over two years ago, I celebrated with Diamond Crown number ones for uh, all the my big friends. Ones, the yes, big ones. yeah, I wanted them to get the full experience. Yeah, That's a super Churchill, right there. It is. Yes, I do it every once in a while. I feel like a big shot when I smoke that. Oh cigar. yeah, <laughs> for both hours. Is that eight inches? Eight and a half. Eight and a half it's inches. Just a little bit better than an eight inch cigar. Right. It is. It's it's a monster, but it's it's good and smooth and nice all the way through. Uh, how about you, Jim? So Glenn took my answer, and, and by the way, Glenn, you know, I did introduce the number four Maduro to you. That's, that's true. There we go. So the number four and then the Anejos that come out around Christmas time. So how do you year. guys know each other? Just from uh, hanging out, smoking cigars there at the uh, so Nashua. <coughs> Nashua. Okay, so, so both of you go in the, in, the cigar, in the cigar shop. Um, Jim, you're a young guy. How old are you? 33. And... Um, you're older. I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 34. <laughs> yeah. Plus with, with, yeah, with how many years' experience are <laughs> right. you 34? This is the magic of cigar smoking, that you, you are friends with each other, and the, the commonality between you two is that you both smoke cigars. Other than that, I don't think you, you guys would ever know each other, meet each other, talk with each other, and here you are going on a vacation with each other. That way, we would not play golf together ordinarily right. either because yeah. we're both lousy golfers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
We do smoke cigars better than we play golf. There we go. That is true. This Very is the true. magic, folks. If, if you're out there and you just dabble with cigars and things like that, go into your brick-and-mortar cigar shop, sit down, light a cigar, camaraderie. This is what it's about, and interacting with other people, and you're going to make friends. You find people from all walks of life. They all do different things. They have one thing in common, and they're all great guys. I yeah. haven't met one cigar smoker that I would want to kick out of the place yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I've met one or two. Yeah. Mr. J is here. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> okay, it's time for this uh, day in American classic history. What I have to ask both of you is um, you have to pick oh. one. So I'm a Glenn because you're really the official winner. You have either Actually, Mr. Hang Jonathan on. Hang or Hang on Chuck. a second. Chuck doesn't even have a microphone. Okay. All right. He'll be able to answer for because I was going to say we could have them compete against each other. but Well, then Chuck will be feeding him all the correct answers. There we go. So, Fair enough. So, Glenn, the question is, do you want as your partner in this? Oh, my goodness. Would, would you like um, Chuck or would you like Mr. Jonathan? And there's no wrong answer here. And they are the reigning. He was the reigning champion. But I, Well, then I think I need to pick Mr. Jonathan. Wow. Oh, he's okay. going to help bail me out. Nice. Okay, so there's, no, there's nothing to say to you, Jim. You, you have Chuck. Me, Chuck. I just want to say congratulations it. in advance to you. That's all. Awesome. So uh, it's this day in American Classic history brought, by, brought to you by our friends at Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of Epic Rap Battle, and now it's time for the Epic Battle for this day in American classic history. He's looking at you, kid. Featuring Mr. Jonathan. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Versus Chuck. Game over, man. It's game over. Making mountains move, Morrison. Go ahead. Make my day. Brought to you by Alec Bradley's. Warriors! American classic cigars. Alec Bradley, American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium-bodied blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, this is the date without going over. The date without going over. Basically, the price is right. And for all intents and purposes, today is March 15th. Jim, you're going to go first because uh, Chuck is the reigning champion. They get to go first. So uh, what date were they born? William James Addison. Will I Am. He became known as his work in the Black Eyed Peas, won seven Grammy Awards in the World Music Awards, won a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance. Let's get it started. In 2005, he wrote the song Yes We Can and supported Barack Obama for president in 2008. All Will right. I am. I like him a little born. less. What day? What year? Chuck, help me out on this one. 76. 76. We're going to go with 76. 76, period. Uh, 1976. 1976 is your final answer. Glenn, and now I, it's Glenn. I think he and I are the same age, and he might be a year older, so I want to say 77. I would trust trust your answer. I don't know if that's a wise choice, but we're going to go 77, final answer. 76, 77. You're both over. It is 75. So uh, nobody gets a point there. Right. So that's how that works. No points. Come on, Chuck. Step okay. it up. Okay, so, Glenn, it's going to you. This is a question to you. Andrew Jackson, the seventh president of the United States. He's known as Old Hickory. 
because of his combative, aggressive nature, as my, just as myself, a strong supporter of the state's rights. He also declared the state's uh, nullified against federal law. Fun fact, he was married for the second time after gaining his, the first divorce ever in Kentucky history. Andrew Jackson, the first man ever divorced in Kentucky history. Seventh president of the United States was born today. What year? Seventh president. How many of them were eight-year presidents is the question up till him? So we're looking at 1776. Can we get a clock on this? Come on, guys. Yeah, zip it over Come there. Come on. Well, I was thinking of the Battle of New Orleans, see, and he was leading that. All right. In charge of the troops down there. and uh, Born today. What year? What answer, seconds. Young Hickory? I'm going to say uh, 18, 1780. 1780, they say. 1,600 for the point. 1,600 for the point is right. <laughs> 1,767. You guys went oh, over. Boy. So that is how it's played. Good job, Chuck. Son of a. Jim and Chuck get the first point over there. So, Jim and Chuck, this is to you. Brett Michaels, American rock singer of Poison, reality TV star on Rock of Love. He increased his reality TV fame by third season in Celebrity Apprentice and his own show, The Brett Michaels Show, Life As I Know It. Born today, Brett Michaels. What year? 1964. 1964, he says. Are they over is the only question we got to wonder, Glenn. We are over. You might want to go under that. Just saying. 65? Uh, uh, he was popular in the 80s. Come on, there's no prize here. Answer, please. Say 1955. All right, 55. 55 is a win because the 63. Boom. The point. Yeah. Okay, nice. two. Glenn, you well played, it. Glenn. Well played. Okay, so uh, Glenn, this is to you, Sly Stone, former frontman for the group Sly and the Family Stone, who was instrumental in uh, the formation of soul, funk, and psychedelic music, introduced into the Hall of Fame. Dance to the music. Born today, Sly Stone. What year was he born? Nineteen. I'd say nineteen fifty. I'm, I'm down for that. 50. 1950, he says. What do you say, Jim? 1940. Final answer? Yeah. 1943. 1943. That's the way, Chuck. That's the way All it's done. All luck. All luck. There it is. So, uh, winning. That's Jim. Winning. Winning. <laughs> I put a lot of thought into these answers. Obviously, their job is to just to go below me. Well, now it's going to be your turn, too, because they're going to go first now. So, Jim. D. Snyder, former vocalist and songwriter, best known for his work in heavy metal, Twisted Sister. You're going to take it. I want to rock. Twisted Sister's pledge pin. D. Snyder, born today. What year? 1950. I'm going to go 48 for the win. I'm feeling strong it's about this. up to Glenn. What do you say? Uh, I'd go with him on that. 55, you guys. Yeah, there we go. Point. Damn it. So where are we? It's 3 to 1. We've got two questions left. 3 to 1. We're going to hit a couple left. exact now, and we can pull this out. This will be like the Boston Bruins comeback from last night. So this oh. goes to Glenn. Glenn. I'm paying attention. <laughs> Dave's not. Korsin Karov Ali. The Iron Sheik. Uh, wrestler. Wrestling. Wrestling. From the WWE, the Iron Sheik, six-time world champion, uh, defeated Bob Backlund, uh, also Hulk Hogan, and uh, he was born today. 
He has a really long name here, but he's the Iron Sheik. You know him in wrestling, the Iron Sheik. Born today. What year? 44. I'm going to defer to you, though, Glenn. I'm really like my vacuum cleaner on this game. I suck. Yeah, he's doing really bad today. <laughs> I'm going to say 1950. I'm 1950. going with whatever Glenn says. Glenn says 50. Okay, Jim, what do you got? 1951. 1940. You're all over on that one, too. All right, and we we're going to an exact hit to get a tie on this one. Yes, if you get two points, if you get an exact hit. This one's very, very interesting. This is died this day, and this is a perfect one for today. Died this day, Julius Caesar, dictator of the Roman Republic, general statesman who played a critical role in the events that led to the demise of the Roman Republic and the rise of the Roman Empire. Julius Caesar, stabbed to death by Brutus and several others today. Julius Caesar passed away. What year? That's them. They have to go first on this one. What do you say, Chuck? 1600s? Twelve ten. Twelve ten, he says. I want to say 680. Uh, Julius A. Julius Caesar. For, uh, 44 B.C. Two points. No. Oh, my 44 God. 44 B.C. We have a tie. I don't know. We should get Shoot bonus out. points when, for that. Out. When I give you the thumbs up, that means I got the exact... Answer. This day in American history is brought to you by Alec Bradley, American wow. Classic Cigars. Mild to medium body of specially aged Nicaraguan long fillers. Celebrate today, March 15th, with an Alec Bradley cigar. 44 B.C. How do you get that? Jeez. How do you get that one? Great memory. I play a lot of Jeopardy. I play a lot really? of Jeopardy, and I win a lot of times. Well this, played. This man is a winner in every sense of the word. He is a winner. Text the word cigars to 96,000. Text the word cigars to 96,000. If you want to be a winner this week because we are on location, we'll not be giving a prize out. But once you get that text into us, we'll be giving you prizes away. So check that out. Uh, Text the word cigars to 96,000. That's it, right, Mr. Jonathan? That's it. Okay, while you're enjoying life till it's fullest, it's important to be a gentleman and uh, more gentlemanlike, how to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is our friend, Mr. Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? And the bell. Break time's over. Get back to work. Gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair could never be subtracted from one's life. Gentlemen, the question for you today is an interesting uh, art, if you will, as well as a science. It is a formality of what to do when approached by someone while you're sitting down. Now, there's a couple rules of thumb here. Jim's laughing at me, but there's a couple different trains of thought. Number one, if it's an elderly person or someone older than you, should you stand up or should you remain seated, for example, during an introduction? Sure. Right? And if it's someone younger, maybe someone that you already know. And they're walking over to you standing up. And they're walking over to you stand up. Do you remain seated or do you stand up? I'm going to give you the debonair, the gentlemanly thing to do, but I'm curious for your answers. We'll start with Mr. Jonathan. I'm going to say if they're older, yep. stand up. Older, he's saying stand if up. If they're younger, you can stand up, but it is absolutely not 
Younger, you can't stand up, but not necessary. Jim? I'm going to go stand up on both. Stand up on stand both. Up, handshake, eye contact. Okay. Jim, uh, Glenn? I, I would agree. I think you would stand up on both. I would stand up on both. You, we have three gentlemen in the room, and um, unfortunately. And, and, and we, we have, have Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another win right there. So another win. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? I think so. I think we all are except Mr. Jonathan, and, and, and it's as, as we expected. So uh, right now it's time to take a look at social media brought to you uh, by our friends at Recluse Cigars. Um, Recluse Cigars goes through uh, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today. So these are the best tweets I saw all week. Do lady dolphins ever get tattooed by 19-year-old uh, of a 19-year-old community college student? Because 19-year-old college students get dolphins on for got some it. reason. Or All right, I wasn't it. going to see where you were going there. For <laughs> real. Good thing you explained it. Sure. I got it. I just couldn't understand why he was going there. So many pigs seems to die without eating an apple. It's, uh... <laughs> okay. They always have a thing. Okay. <laughs> Dad, go to your room now. Child storms off. Jim Morrison was overrated. Dad, what did I tell you about slamming the doors? (laughs) And the best tweet I saw all week, my wife, do you want to come home at lunchtime for a quickie? Me. It's pronounced quiche. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the best tweets I saw all week. Today's social media brought to you by our friends at Recluse Cigars. Rolled and two bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. So there we have the tweets of the week. We are uh, up against the clock. We're going to go to break. When we come back, the Newmans will explain the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation to us once again. Old Fat Freddy is back. We'll take a peek in the asylum. And the most questions, most questioned asked at all cigar stores, what is coming out next? We're going to try to find that out. And what's for dessert tonight? We'll get that and lots more. We're broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. 
Mr. John, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. It is an experience, the Diamond Crown experience, and we're here at the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, with Eric and Bobby Newman, our winners, Glenn and Jim, and a great couple of days with some great people here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, and tonight... Burn Steakhouse. We're doing Burn Steakhouse, and uh, there's a lot of history that goes with that. I, I had dinner with you guys before that, and uh, uh, I can't wait to do it. Tour the world's largest wine cellar, over 800,000 bottles. Uh, we'll get a tour of part of the uh, the cellar, and also the uh, I guess the only restaurant in the world has its own dessert room where you sit in cask. I'm Wine very cask. excited about this. Very excited about it. I did it last time with you, tell, telling these guys all about it. So we, we have to actually save some room for dessert because it's very important. Yes. And, and Byrne himself was from the cigar industry. Oh, I didn't the know cigar that. The world. 
His job before he decided to go in the steaks sandwich business, back around 1960, he was a copywriter for a local mail-order cigar company. Really? Robert's Cigar. Not Robert's. It was Robert's Cigar. Robertson Cigar. Roberts. Oh, Roberts. I don't even know that. They're no longer around. Yeah. But he had a flair. And I'm not even sure Burn smoked cigars, but that's okay. He could write about it. He could write about it. Plus, Vern was a vegetarian. He's, you are kidding he's me. He's got one of the best steakhouses in the world. He, the late, he died a few years ago. But he built his uh, business on steaks, prime steaks, especially eight steaks. And didn't eat them. Didn't eat them. There's people in the cigar business that own big cigar companies that don't smoke cigars, and you know who I'm talking yeah, about there, yeah. too. In this city, you're right. Yeah, that's, a, that's the weirdest thing. How about that? Actually, it's better because sometimes we, we see retailers, tobacconists, and they, they'll buy what they like for themselves yeah. rather, rather than what, they, what they, their customers would like. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably not the worst thing. But it's, it's easier to, to uh, talk cigars to someone like yourself. I love them. Well, I, I do what I love. You know, I got into the. I tried other businesses before, and when I found the cigar business, I said, "This is what I want to do." And you never got hurt. You never got injured physically. That's right. Smoking, unlike some of your other other things. That's right. That can name nameless. Also, <laughs> these guys know too much about me, and I know they shared it with you guys too. But I think we have. A and tri- I've I've known Glenn now twenty years. He's been a customer for twenty years, and he didn't know. Everything about me. I think when you ask, yeah. me, you talk about a trivia question. The, the yeah, last yeah. Time, oh, you, we can have a lot of fun. They would never guess well, it. Well, there's always a little question in our trivia thing about certain people, and they say, "Why do you always put certain people in there?" And there's, there's reasons for all this. <laughs> Wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, WWE. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to dinner tonight. Uh, but the question is. Um, not what dessert are we going to have because they, they, they have an old um, – it's an old place that has the same stuff they've been having for years and years, old standby type of things. Uh, you guys are an old company, but you guys come out with new things now and then, and the Fuente people come out with new things now and then. And uh, you must have some sort of scoop or something to share with us today as a gift to us to share something that maybe nobody knows. And there's nobody listening to the show anyway. It's just us, us uh, girls, girls talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, we come out with a new cigar every three years or so. And this is probably our second year. We came out with Pearl Del Mar a couple years ago. Yes. And a few years prior to that was, was Brickhouse. And I really marvel and take my hat off to our competitors, the other people in the cigar business that can come out with a cigar, new cigar every year. Yeah. Maybe yeah. twice a year. And it's too much. It, well, it takes us. We aren't that clever. It it takes <laughs> it takes a uh, three years from the time between developing the blend, developing the packaging, and testing it, and and to try to try to do it right. Because our father had a philosophy. He said you never want to come out with an also ran. You want a what? To, an also ran. You don't want to come out with an also. Maybe it's a southern expression. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. Also ran means you come out with something that doesn't not s- successful. Okay. If you're going to put a lot of effort into something, don't come out just to have something new. Do everything you can to make it a success. If you don't believe in it, you don't think it'll be a winner, then don't do it. So it takes us, consequently, it takes us a lot longer to come out with new products than some of the other people in the cigar world. And I, I really would take my hat off to them because there's a lot of people come out with new cigars. You tell us, dude, how many times a month, a week, a day, you're certainly one of the top tobacconist in the world, certainly the United States, I bet you get an opportunity to buy a new cigar more than just at the, at the trade show, don't you? More than every day. 
more than every day. Yeah. That's how many. I heard that this year, last year, at the end of last year, the trademarks, over 1,000 cigar trademarks were issued at the end of last year. And I know it has to do with FDA and people trying to get the things off, but the only way to keep a trademark and actually get it is you have to put it out. There has to be yeah, a proof you have to, you have to use it. of, of uh, the product. So I'm expecting 1,000 new, th- not new sizes, 1,000 new brands this year. We go to a trade show. I, I you know, told a story about our, our friend Dan Genuine, who we were up there with last year after a trade show, and he, every year they, there's maybe 40 or 50 new cigar companies show their new products, and he must have bought something from everybody. I said, you know, that's kind of ridiculous, Dan. <laughs> you know that half of what you buy is going to end up in, in the uh, closeout section at the end of the year. And he said, no, there isn't. He said, about 80% will. It's like, why do you buy it? Okay, Mr. Reed, you're the retailer. Why do you buy it? But there's always that jewel there. Every new cigar that's come out the last, that's you sell, and, and some of them make it. Yeah. Every cigar that's ever been introduced, including Fuente, was a new cigar at one time. Sure. And I'm sure you and, and the rest of the tobacconists around the country are trying to find the next Fuente, the next Patron, and you next, next time a crown. Yep. And, and as a disc jockey, Mr. Jonathan's a disc jockey, too. Uh, uh, musically, you try to break music. So I was a disc jockey before I was in, in this business, and I would be the first disc jockey to be playing Madonna, let's say, uh, before she got popular. And then the radio stations would be asking me, what's working in the club? What are, you, what are you playing? And I would say, oh, I'm on this, this, this. And the next thing you know, it becomes the star. Same thing what happens with cigars. Brickhouse comes out. I'm all over it. I'm talking about it. I'm smoking it. I'm doing it. And the next thing you know, Brickhouse gets there. And then you guys say, oh, you did it. And as Mr. Jonathan said, I had nothing to do with it. I mean, it was the right product and everything. But I could see early on, or I, I thought that this one was going to be the winner, and it ends up being the winner, and I get looked upon as the guy that... Uh, as a genius. Yeah, yeah. And along with those geniuses is lots of things that I thought over the years, wow, this one's a winner, it's going to be big, and it does nothing. And then just the opposite happens to other things, too, that you, know, you think something doesn't have a chance, I'm not going to buy it at all, and I'm late to the game. When you're late to the game as a, as a retailer, you have customers coming in and you don't have it. And when they, and they want it, you're driving them to your competitor. They have to go find it then. They want it. And how consumers are, especially guys, they want what they want. And if you don't have it, they're going to go out and get it. So you're going to drive them to your customer if you don't have it. So it's a you know, magic act to try to end up uh, doing it and, and tough. And I was the buyer myself for years and years, and I passed that on uh, to different people over the years. Right now, Jonathan's the buyer, and um, there, there's no magic to it. It's just a gut feeling of how do you feel after you smoke it, look at it, and thing, and is it the right item at this time? You know, I don't know if um, Brick House, if Brick House came out now. Would it have been as impactful as it, as it did when it came out originally? It seemed to be the right, perfect time for, for something like that. You wouldn't want to do that in a terrible economy and things are real down. And you say, okay, here comes a, a $10, $12 cigar at that point. So it was the, you know, and Brick House was the perfect one to come out at the perfect time. So you guys timed that. And that's how I felt uh, about that. Uh, as far as Fuente goes, do you guys know in advance of what's happening or as a distributor you guys are the u.s distributors of it 
Well, we have a fellow, Rich Dolak, in our office, our vice president of operations, works with them, works with Carlito on packaging and yeah. the, the new blends. Obviously, Carlito is in level by himself. He is the uh, the driving force, but it's, you know, timing is everything. The Fuentes just celebrated their 100th anniversary yeah. in 2012, and they plan to have new cigars come out in 2012. And uh, that was the year. That was when the window was open. They, guess what? They weren't ready. So instead of wow, to, did, didn't they see it coming? Like only a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. Yeah, ninety-seven. Hey, we got three more years to go. Two more years. It come and come and went. That calendar. Well, I guess it's a tribute, uh, probably to, to Carlito. They weren't ready for their c- c- cigars. They've I have a Costa Cuba. They have some other new sizes that they've launched this year, this past year. That was. For the, it turned out to be, instead of for the 100th anniversary, it's the fir- first cigar of their second c- yes. century. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. as long as they plan for it, but if it's not ready, they are not going to rush the hands of time. Yeah. And as a Amen. retailer, you wait for cigars, you wait for your Fuente, Fuente Opus Exploitation <clears throat> and AO, and they will not rush the hands of time. They sure, surely won't. And I'll give it a testament to them during the cigar boom. Their cigar was the hottest cigar going, and it... After the boom was over, it remained the hottest cigar going because they didn't do that. There were hot cigars out there during the cigar boom, and those guys rushed them out and made the money while they can. I hope they put it in the bank because they had no business after that. The Fuentes had a philosophy. I don't think it's not really their words. It's my words. They were able to control the demand for their product by controlling. They were able to determine the demand by controlling the supply. They were able to determine the demand by controlling the supply. During the cigar boom, when most cigar companies ramped up their production, increased their capacity 30 40%, Fuentes did it 5 10 15% max. Yeah, yeah. The secret to making a good cigar is using aged tobacco, and there wasn't an extra aged tobacco when the yeah. cigar boom came. So they were able to, to get some more to a point, but if it wasn't ready, they resisted the temptation to put some of the market when ready. Consequently, yeah. when the markets uh, leveled off because they didn't overly ramp up, and they didn't have any un, uh, expectations that, that really weren't could, could yeah. be met. When it leveled off, they were in, in very good shape. Serious discipline to pull that off, though. No, no greed and serious discipline. It, it, it is, David. Uh, they were sending us 200,000 handmaids a week, and our demand was 250,000, 275,000. Carlos Fuente Sr. and Jr., they told us, we will not be able to grow our company unless we have the ability to replace the tobacco that we're using and age it. And I don't know if you've seen their, 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 their free zone. They've, yeah, I have. They must have 50,000 bales of tobacco. Yeah. They lost 8,000 bales. And in their defense, that's why they didn't have a 100th anniversary. They lost 8,000 bales before their 100th anniversary. And uh, uh, so they just delayed everything. But they're fortunate. They have no debt. Uh, we went through a highly leveraged buyout with lots of debt. Yeah. We had, well, now we're, we, we've been debt-free oh, uh, for, for about 15 years. Yeah. And uh, so we don't have a gun to our head, and they don't have a gun to their head saying, oh, we gotta, we got to keep, keep coming out with something new, uh, even if it's not ready. You're both playing the long game. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of the shot game and the shot hit and, and, and move on to the next, it's the long game. And obviously with, with over 100 years in for both of you, Three years ago in our booth at the trade show, we, entered, we showed a, a, a prototype of a cigar called Perla del, del Mar, but it, it really wasn't ready. It took another year or two to come out with. We sold Julius Caesar. It wasn't ready. Last year in Las Vegas, we showed a prototype of a cigar called the Black Diamond. 
a Maduro Diamond cigar that uh, we're still tweaking the blend, oh. and we're looking to introduce that at the trade show. Garcia. This year? I knew you were going to ask me that. I knew you were going to ask. Our plan is it's going to be introduced at the trade show. What trade show? Well, it's going to be introduced to the uh, yeah. at CPR. Yeah. You're, you're on the board. We are hopefully yeah. it'll be, be this year, but we're working on the blend. We think we got the blend working on the packaging. We have our friends in, in Holland is helping us with the, with the packaging. But it's got to be be right, and rather than, than force it, if it's not ready, we'll probably just show another p- prototype. But we I got a good idea right after, after the show is over. The next cigar for us to taste and try to give our professional opinion would be the Black Diamond. Well, well, thank you. That, that, yeah, well, I think I'm that, good like that because I, I'm a giver. I, I he give. is a giver. No, no, no <laughs> charge, right? He's no not, not going to charge you to smoke it. No. no, that's, no. Be, don't and be, I will don't give my professional opinion. And we're also looking for a, we're making a, a look, working on a blend for a premium scarf from our factory that we own, Penza, yeah. that makes that makes corn, in it where Omar Ortiz sure. is, uh, runs our factory. He's a, a great tobacco blender. We're tweaking uh, the blend for us now. He's got a Heavy palate. You know, Nicaraguan cigars, generally speaking, are heavier in nature than, sure. than most Dominican c- cigars. So we are working on something that will tone down a little bit, a little more flavorful. We're really close on that. And that is, uh, hopefully we'll have that for the trade show, too. Okay, looking forward to it. Which trade show? Hopefully it's this, this trade oh, show. Hopefully it is this one. Um, we're going to take a peek into the aging room right now, and my apologies in advance for what you guys are going to hear. You may want to take your uh, headphones off here for a second. Uh, is our friend Old Fart Freddy. Old Fart Freddy in the aging room. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. I'm scared. And here in our aging room is <laughs> Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, owning exotic pets like monkeys, for example, is frowned upon, and in some states it's even illegal. In my day, everyone had pet monkeys. You walked your monkey, played with him, and as hot as it was, when he was bad, you had to discipline your monkey. Nowadays, there is a serious concern surrounding heavy metals. Lead paint is outlawed. Golden shower fixtures are painted instead of solid, and anthrax is still broken up. In my day, we had lead in our paint and our gas. At every turn, you were only an arm's length from a sweet-tasting snack. At every turn, you were only an arm's length from a sweet-tasting snack. At every turn, you were only an arm's length from a sweet-tasting snack. Nowadays, everyone has to wear their safety belt no matter how short the trip is. In my day, you were oh so happy if there was room in the bed of the pickup truck. No trip was long enough as the wind blew loudly by you while you were imagining different shapes in the clouds. There was nothing better than the high you got off those lead-gassed exhaust fumes. We were high as a kite, paint-chip snacking men who from time to time had to spank their monkey. Sometimes, (laughs) aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Uh, you thought I was going to say something about golden showers, didn't you? Yeah, I did. He doesn't, uh, you know, Freddie from the Nashua store. Bobby, uh, speaking of pets, uh, you pick us up at the airport. We're here at the factory, and with you is a friend of yours all the time. What, what's with the, uh, your pet that's here all the time? Genius from Southeastern Guide Dogs. Uh, back in 2004, at the height of the Iraqi war, or, or as it was getting more active, uh, 
I got a call from Central Cigars in St. Petersburg, one of our accounts, and they said, I want you to know one of your customers, a Diamond Crown customer and a, a Fuente customer, was hit by a roadside bomb, and he was the first American serviceman to lose both eyes in the global war on terror. Wow. And when I heard this, uh, uh, the, the next week, I heard this, very sad, did not know Corporal Michael Jernigan. The next week, it was a full-page, uh, front-page article about, about Michael Jernigan. I called his mother. Uh, I'm on the board of Southeastern Guide Dogs, which is uh, about a half an hour south of here. Took Michael, this young corporal, who's 25 years old, and his mother. And I'd never been around a severely wounded veteran, young mm. fellow. And um, we got him fit, set up with a, with a guide dog. And he just sees black, that's all. He had a thing called PTSD, which most of Americans didn't know what that is. It's post-traumatic stress disorder. It didn't. His first dog didn't work out. He came back a year later. We got him a guide dog, and he became spokesman of the school. And he was he was our inspiration to start a program called Paws for Patriots, which provides guide therapy and PTSD dogs to the entire United States military. Coincidentally, Eric and I are both in Rotary. I met the uh, in in Tampa. It's home of McDill Air Force Base. It's also the headquarters for Special Oper- U.S. Special Operations sure. and CENTCOM, where the Afghan and Iraq uh, war is being fought out of. Central Command. We got close to the people from uh, Special Operations, and um, they are taking the bulk, even today, they're taking the bulk of the casualties. And uh, we've been able to uh, uh, not only provide all the servicemen with guide dogs for free, uh, and each dog takes us two years and $60,000 to train. Um, but the dogs that don't make it are becoming, we turn them into what we call veteran service dogs. Uh, you don't want to call them. PTSD dogs, it's an insult to the yeah, male, yeah. to the returning uh, uh, veteran, male or female. It's funny, uh, Tuesday night, one of our probably most famous uh, recipients is Mike Marcus Luttrell. Uh, he wrote the book Lone Survivor from the movie Lone Survivor Mark Wahlberg played in. It's currently uh, at the movie theaters, and uh, he's coming in Tuesday. Got a, he has one of our um, uh, PTSD dogs, or veteran service dogs, and I we, we, we talked to each other via text, and I was I asked him how he's doing. How's Rigby, his dog that we got for him? He said, "If without Rigby, I'd be dead." No kidding. That's yeah. what an influence they have, and that's that's why she's here with us. And we spend, uh, you know, like you, David, you spend a great deal of your time, and Mr. Jonathan, trying to save your industry, the, the cigars, yeah. as do we. And we we also we raise a, a great deal of money for this program, and as well as the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. You you guys are so, saints. Both of us. Well, both of us. I, I, I'm not just saying it because I thought it for years anyway, but, I mean, the things you guys do for other people and uh, how charitable you are and those that are hearing it on here maybe for the first time and don't know the things you do for a lot of other people and stuff, it's it's fantastic. I mean, you, your dad is looking down proud as a peacock, I'm sure. I'm proud of you. I mean, thank you well, for thank everything. You. Very, very nice. Uh, yeah, just amazing, isn't it? It is. It is. Wow. Uh, we got to take a peek into the asylum right now. Let's uh, take pay one more bill here and uh, take care of that. So here's our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories too insane to be true. 
but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right. That's Asylum. Prosecutors had no trouble securing the conviction of a 27-year-old Brandon Campbell this past Saturday. Campbell was accused of robbing as many as 15 homes in Colorado. During the robberies, Campbell was wearing an electronic ankle bracelet that monitored his whereabouts. The GPS tracking data from the bracelet puts Campbell at the scene of every single burglary during the time each was committed and was described as a prosecutor's dream by Deputy Prosecutor Chelsea Koch. As if it couldn't get any better, Campbell was forced to wear the device as part of his parole for another robbery offense in which he stole a GPS navigation device. (laughs) That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me stupid away. criminals. That's why they're criminals. Because they're stupid. True story. <laughs> I'm smoking a Julius Caesar cigar, just as J.C. Newman's, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, cream of the crop. That they have a and that's their that's their new size. The Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, yeah. available right now in Diamond Crown Scar Lounges only right now. For, yeah, for the next six months. Six months, and then it'll go out to everybody else. Sixty ring, sixty ring, six by sixty, and we have a new Diamond Crown Julius Caesar. We that, know that one well. That is available. It's our eighteen ninety five Perfecto. It's available only at Diamond Crown Scar Lounges permanently. This was the cigar we wanted to honor our grandfather with the shape of scar he made when he first went into business in 1895. There was nobody living today that was around in 1895, so he went in some old pictures. In fact, you were in our conference room earlier today. There's a picture of our grandfather holding a cigar this shape. It's a classic perfecto that these were not only the scars that he made, it's probably the scar shapes that was very popular yes. back in 1895. Well, all the old cartoons, that's the shape of the cigar. <laughs> yeah. So that's where they are. So, so this is a made for us by, by Fuente. It's a Julius Caesar blend, very popular, and it's very special, and it's only available again. Are there any other Perfecto shapes in the in the other lines that, that, we, that we, we make? Do you, do you make one for Maximus? Do you make one for uh, regular line Diamond Crown? Not not like this. We have we have torpedoes. We have pyramids. We have a Figurato for Diamond Crown, Figurato number six, but nothing like this. Not not with the, not just, with Ritzel shape. Just for him. Nice. Just for him, and he'd be proud to, to have it too. And you you're big on history. You're big on the history of your company and the big of history period, and try to stay true to it and uh, make well, your own history. You know, we started doing business with you. There wasn't a J.C. Newman Scar Company. There was Eminence. That's cigar. right. Because in 1928, our grandfather merged with the only other company in Cleveland where we were, called the Mendelssohn Company. It became M&N. And then we used to go to the trade shows, our TDA, and we, during the scar boom, there was new cigar factories open up twice a day, it seemed like. And they yeah. come, you go by their booth, and they say, we've been in, buy our cigars. We've been in business for three months. Come, come buy our cigars. We've been in business for three weeks. Heck, we've been in business for 103 years. But we got kind of caught up, so we did a couple things. We went back and changed the name of our company 
back to what it was when our grandfather rolled his first 500 cigars for the family grocer, J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Also, it gives us, and then at the same time, we talked about Diamond Crown and Julius Caesar, going back to our roots. Brick House certainly was named after the house where our grandfather was born. It was an inn in Hungary back in 1875. So it gives us an, a, an opportunity to communicate, tell the cigar. Do you ever go back there to Hungary? We're, we're looking for it. The, it's actually the house now is is in Slovakia. They okay. changed yeah, they yeah. changed the during Board, the, the borders the borders yeah. over the year. We haven't found it. In fact, well, that's where his home was, and we're have, maybe we should have a contest. There you go. Find it. Have a contest. Find the find the original brick house, nice. and the winner will wear, if win, it's still there. If it's right. still still there, and the winner can win a year's supply of brick house. <laughs> now, in C- your cigars, don't tease me. Speaking of brick house, uh, out of your Nicaraguan factory, anything new? Because you just you just recently came out with Perla del Mar, so are you don't have to say the name. I don't want anyone to copy you, but are you working on uh, a test blend per se? coming out of that Nicaraguan factory right now? Not at that factory. We're going to come out with a new Brickhouse Tube c- Cigar, Cigar and Tube, unless we come out with a better name. You know, our names, it's funny. Cigar names are funny. Yeah. We are, for better or for worse, more of a traditional company, which have blessings and curse. We have Robusta, Churchill, Toro Sizes, where some of the other people have some funky names. Right, right. So we're looking for a cigar in the tube. We are looking to come out with our, a new cigar in our Penza factory, and hopefully it'll be it'll be ready by the trade show. There we go. Guaranteed. We still don't know which trade show. Yeah, which year? You guys are traditionalists. You're going to come out with a tubo. I'm going to see if I can make that change <laughs> to come up with something crazy. Uh, we got all night tonight, and alcohol is going to be flowing, so we're going to see if we can do that. You mentioned... Um, how long have we been doing this show? Well, next week, uh, it is the Catalina Wine Mixer, Cigar Authority's fourth anniversary show. This is four years, two hours per show for four years. We haven't missed a show yet. Congratulations. Congratulations. So next, next week is going to be it. Thank so you, uh, tune in. It's going to be a live show. We haven't done one of those in a, in a few weeks because all my traveling. But next week, those that are listening here, it is the Catalina Wine Mixer. It is our fourth anniversary show live this Saturday. We'll talk about highlights like today. You're going to make the highlight reels here. Absolutely. Uh, in, what, in the lowlights of the past four <laughs> years. As for today, this was an experience. Uh, it's not gold, it's diamond. It's the Diamond Crown Experience. Thank you very much, uh, Bobby and Eric Newman. Uh, thanks to our winners, uh, Glenn and Jim. And a very uh, thank you for everyone uh, listening to the show this week and every week. So for that, for Chuck Morris and Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Thanks for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Diamond Crown Julius Caesar, especially if it's the new Hail Caesar, or the 1895 Perfecto, you want to make sure you keep the lid end out of your mouth. Whitley, can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop 
and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. 